45495 to download the app or listen at iHeartRadio.com. Standard text and data rates apply. What's up, church family? I hope everybody's enjoying their weekend. It's a little chilly outside, and I think it's a little chilly in the studio. I'm looking at my co-host. He looks like he is about to freeze. What's up, Frosty the Snowman? I'm a little chilly. What's going on, T? Well, you know what? Everything is everything. Hey, we have a great show planned for the listening audience, but before we get into that, there's a lot of things happening in the news. We see where we have a lot of people who are actually taking negative action against cops. Mm. Interesting, yes. It is. We see that a lot happening. Listen, I'm trying to warm up. I'm trying to warm, see. I'm trying to keep myself warm. And, you know, I was kind of like looking down, like, please keep me warm. And then she started talking about, the, you know, people killing the cops and stuff. I'm like, okay, wait a minute. Do I talk about me being cold or do I talk about the police officer getting shot? Uh-huh. <laughs> what, what we have, we have seen where a lot of people, are, a lot of individuals are taking matters into their own hand, which we do not promote violence. No, we don't. Um, however, you know, um, we're definitely sending prayers out to those families that are involved on both ends. Law enforcement, there are good law enforcers out there. Um, so, you know, we definitely want to keep prayers lifted up for law enforcement when it's time. Yeah, well, you know, it's a, it's a lot that's happening all around the world. Um, but we definitely uh, don't want people to take negative uh, action against, you know, our police. We don't want people taking negative action against each other. That's right. Just, That's right. You know, it's that time of the year where it's supposed to be about giving. You know, the love and joy and peace out, love and happiness. Uh, Al Green. Okay. On that note, <laughs> listen, we're going to take a quick break, and we're coming back. You're listening to Straight Talk for Christians, and we'll be back in a moment. Hey, y'all, one, two, three. Get up, we got victory. No weapon they throw at me. You know it won't prosper now. Yeah. Just got it all. I'm doing good. The house ain't even paid all. I'm doing good. You should be afraid, but I'm feeling good. All the time you say God is good. Come on. Down, down, down. Don't forget who's in control. Walls are falling down, down, down. They call it down. Jericho, you're waiting on God. He's waiting on you. So what you gonna do? Hey, y'all, one, two, three. Get up, we got victory. No weapon may throw at me. It won't. You know it won't prosper now. Run, this is crazy. Hey, y'all, one, two, three. Get up, we got victory. No weapon may throw at me. I'm doing good. See the way. 
women, sing that anthem. The reason why you're doing good, doing good is because what's ahead of you is greater than all the things that were behind you. See, so you gotta I'm understand, you gotta understand that everything was already ordained before you good. got here for you to do good. See, I'm eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has it in the man. God's masterful plan for his children. And that's who you are, baby girl. You God's child. Alright, one, two, three. We have Victory. Well, in the studio here, I'm actually remoting into the Atlanta station from our studio in Macon, Georgia. And I can see Dot Bishop playing behind my head there on our monitor. Well, um, <laughs> you know, we're going to actually play uh, uh, this video back on Facebook Live later. And uh, you guys will be able to see us interacting in the studio that we have in Macon. And then when we're in Atlanta, you guys can actually see us live on the Internet when we're there. One, two, three, we have victory. No weapon they throw at us will prosper. Well, if we look at the news, we see a lot of weapons being thrown at certain sectors of people, people of color specifically, African-Americans. I'm African-American, Doc is too. And we we saw where a comedian, uh, comedian Ricky Smith, went to the Olive Garden and the waitress refused to serve him because of the color of his skin. All he wanted was his abundant supply of, you know, breadsticks and his salad, and they have pretty good salad at Olive Garden, but the waitress refused to serve him and then made up a story because he's like, listen, if you don't want to serve me, could you get another server? Me and my crew, we want to eat, yada, yada, yada. And, uh, and despite that, she dialed 911 and made up a story that he was uh, sexually harassing individuals and trying to buy a minor a drink. Fortunately for him, he had already begun tweeting his experience on Twitter. And after all the backlash from Twitter, um, you know, concerning how this comedian was treated, Olive Garden, um, you know, reached out to him personally, apologized, uh, you know, donated money to his charity, and so on and so forth. What do you think about that, Doc? You know, I have never... Let me backtrack something that you said. You know, I'm not going to tell, you know, everything about my, my race, my conjunction of race, but I'll take what you have put out there for my people. But however, <laughs> however, what I am going to say is, you know... On the other side of that, we have to deal with the preconceived notion that is already given when when you talk about African-American people going to restaurants, because a lot of people don't want to necessarily wait on a group of African-American people, African-American people, because their their parties are not the best. They don't give good tips. And so you, you got to take all of that into consideration on the flip side. Now, I understand that this individual, had a, she had a job to do. You know, she's working there. But on the other side of that, you know, having, you know, a host of friends who do work as waiters and waitresses, you know, they have expressed that some of the worst customers are African-American people. And so when that, that persona of that image has already been built, it's hard for people to look for anything other than what has always been put in front of them. So, you yeah, know, you I, know what, Doc? I don't know where you've been. <laughs> well, it sounds like you just came from up on a rock somewhere. However, <laughs> you know, I'm not going to let you speak for all African Americans. I'm not speaking for all. I said, but, you mm-hmm, know, there's mm-hmm. a majority. I know that you are a collaborative rainbow, you know, over there. <laughs> you know, Tiger Woods wannabe. <laughs> However, <laughs> all of our people are not cheap. I'm not I'm, cheap. I'm not cheap. I'm not cheap. I'm not cheap. Now, I will say, I will say for my church family. 
Sometimes when they leave church on Sunday, because they've been up in a lot of prayer lines and giving them a lot of offerings, <laughs> they don't have big tips. But that's not, that's yeah. not, because that's typically what, yeah, you know, yeah, what happens. Yeah, that, that's yes, what's when it yes, happens. Yes, You know, after you don't call the $100 prayer line and the $20 prayer line and, and then come by and touch the plate, you, you know. You're going to get in trouble. This is true. That's what I've heard somebody say that. I heard somebody say <laughs> when when the people come to the restaurant on Sunday and they got the church clothes on, run. Yeah, uh, and that's true. And oh, that's that true. Because they've already, they already know. They have given out. Yeah. So you got to save something yeah. for, you know, the waitress. But now I will tell you, now me personally, if I get a good uh, waitress and the waitress serve me well, they will get a nice yes. tip for me. Uh, hey, I've been with you. I do, I do, uh, I do believe in uh, in tip and yes. uh, giving a good tip to yes. my waitress. I'm not that cheap person, and I agree. But you, on the other side of that, you have to look at it. There is a lot going on, and I'm not saying people are racially look, profiling. I think you are a profiler. <laughs> I think that you are a profiler undercover. You think so? I do believe that's the truth. <laughs> I'm not going to discriminate against you because of your belief. <laughs> but I do believe you're on the cover. I'm like, what are you talking about today? <laughs> well, let me just say this. You, you know, I, I don't, I ju- I'm just looking at it from a vast variety because here's me. Here's my personal Is it opinion. that call in the studio? Yeah. You don't feel that wind blowing? No, no, no. I don't want to freeze your brain cells. <laughs> what is going on? I'm trying to stay warm. I'm trying to stay warm. But here, here we go. You hear keep me. talking about these people. You ain't going to have to worry about being warm. They're going to meet you outside and help you run to the car. <laughs> I got grace and mercy. Okay. Grace and mercy is always with me. Okay. You know what? You know, you know but hey, it was all fun and jokes. Yes, but everybody yes, has yes. their own opinion yes. and their own way. But yes. you can't just be one-sided, no, though. No. Because everybody's can't. not cheap. Right. Everybody's not cheap. But, you know, I, we only have the you know, from what he put out there on Twitter, and we only, we have her side, and I'm not saying Well, no, see, it wasn't, he, she refused to serve. Now, they did suspend those individuals who refused to serve him because of the color of his skin. I think it has to do with the new president-elect, because we've been seeing a lot of this happen all over the country, not just in one particular place. So it's not an isolated incident. It's happening some of everywhere. I mean, just the other day, we saw in the news where a young lady at Victoria's Secret wanted some people that were African-American to leave the store. So, you know, uh, this is happening in a lot of different places. So it's not just an isolated incident. However, you know, uh, racism is a uh, a spirit. And so that's one thing that we have to pray against, I believe. I agree. Uh, now, speaking of, uh, you know, um, racism, hmm. and Doc, I'm not, I'm not uh, talking about your people over in Hong Kong, but in Gwinnett County, the restaurant got a 35 on the health inspection. Oh, wow. Oh, hey, you know the restaurant, uh, you know. He know here? Don't do my people. I'll do my people like that, not to chime in, Lord. You know, I, yeah. Gwinnett County Restaurant had a very low inspection score, and then, and they failed again. And one of the violations at the best barbecue on Pleasant Hill Road was a wet mop head stored hanging in a closet where they had a raw duck. Uh, the management then threw away the duck and moved the mop. But that was just one of two dozen violations that led to an inspection score of 35. And this happened on the 5th of December. Now, the Best Barbecue is a Chinese restaurant at a food court in an Asian market in Duluth. Several customers told Channel 2 that they liked the food there. I'll pass. What's wrong, Doc? Right is right. Right is right. You know, and I think a lot of times certain individuals have bent the rules and got through cracks and and may have got over and done what they need to do. You want people to come, do what you need to do by maintaining 
effectiveness in, in keeping a cleanly, cleanly place um, and making sure that your, your numbers are up. You know, somebody said to me once before, if it ain't nasty, it ain't good. I mean, that's what, that's what Is I that what they said? That's what somebody told me. They said, if, they ain't, if it ain't nasty, you know, that, it ain't going to be good. I'm glad that's not my <laughs> philosophy. <laughs> hey, I've heard people say that. Yeah. You know, just the other day, the guy was like, I need to find a hole in the water. Go Any, get me something anybody good. you know, any of your friends? Yes, somebody I know very close and to. And your relatives? Uh-huh. She's like a sister. Okay. I, uh, <laughs> I think I'm going to have to uh, make sure <laughs> I watch your friends. <laughs> you know, Doc, you do have some friends that are kind of suspicious. We're not going to talk about that. Just a little bit. We're not going to talk about my friends. I'm sorry. You know, we all are a little touched by an angel. The angel said, which one? But we all are touched. No, I don't know if that's necessarily by <laughs> I'm saying it the nice way. The nice way. I'm saying it the nice way. Mm. But we clean. We clean now. We wash our hands and everything. We clean. Well, Father, fourteen year old uh, shot by cop, says that knives. Uh, he had knives that were for protection. Now this is a story uh, that took place around Wednesday uh, of this week. And I'm trying to figure out, you know, and I, I, when I read this story, I really didn't get it because the father, this high schooler, he um, he shot at the wave of the knife at his classmates. He was shot. Now I'm trying to figure out why did his family allow him to have knives um the way they did. I mean, they had video footage. You didn't see this, did you? No, I didn't. I didn't. No, I didn't see Okay. That. Okay. It, it, it says that the teen was protecting himself because he was being bullied. And and here's the thing. I didn't understand why the family allowed him to go to school with knives instead of just going to the school and saying, our son is being bullied. They shot the young man. He's 14. He was shot in the neck. And the students actually start sharing videos, uh, you know, of this whole footage. You know, bullying is real. You know what I'm saying? And and you got to think about it. Teenagers, any person that's been bullied is really not going to tell it. And if they do, they're going to talk to their parents about not going to the school and saying anything for the fear of being a snitch. You know, sometimes kids or any person being bullied feels like saying something makes it worse than what it is. But in reality, you know, there has to be something put in place where these individuals would not feel like there's going to be some repercussions because I've told someone, you know, that I've been bullied or whatever the case may be. I do not blame the parents for allowing their son to protect himself. Um, you, you know, my, I was just thinking the other day, you know, when I was growing up, my mama always taught me and said, if you feel like you can't beat somebody, you better find something big and knock them out with it. You find it. The first thing you find, you pick it up and knock them out with it. It, it. In my mind, there is really no difference than me carrying something, than me picking up a weapon off the ground to defend myself. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I feel like um, it could have been handled a different way. Um they did not have to shoot the young man. Well, you know, they had taser. The father actually took to social media and said that uh, he would prefer if they had to use a taser instead of uh, shooting his son. His son lost part of his lung uh, after being shot by the police. He had a knife. Uh, and there were people who took to Facebook and said some very horrific things to the father. They said that he should have been shot in the head. Wow. You know, uh, people can be very unkind. Uh, yes, this yes. The situation is not, uh, you know, a good situation for the young man and is not a good situation for the police no. who are in place to do their jobs. Yes, he was at school yes. waving a knife. And so what do you do? Maybe, you know, at least he did not die. Right. Right. Uh, on, you know, we see yeah. young black boys who don't even make it home. Yeah. Uh, so, but at least this young man uh, is is around to live and see another day. So, um, it's sad, but it's even uh, you know sadder that people would say he should have got shot in the head. That's awful. Yeah, it, it is. It is. People don't care. They they just don't care these days what they say 
about any person. There's no remorse. Did you see Shirley Caesar is um, actually out uh, suing? You know, Pastor Shirley is a... Uh, Pastor Shirley. I like the way you said Pastor Shirley. Pastor Shirley. Uh, <laughs> you know, she was on the Wendy Williams show. And she told them, the, basically, I'm paraphrasing. You know, Wendy was talking about, is she happy? She said, yeah, I'm happy because the money. She said, no, she's just playing. But, you know, uh, she wants her part. She wants the royalty to, you know, her, her line. Mm-hmm. You know, they did take a portion of her song and put it in there. Now, I don't know if she had it Now, properly. come on now. Did anybody make money off of that? I'm sure they have. Now, because- now if you all don't know what we're talking about, we, we're talking about the whole little thing. Uh, I even played it on Facebook, yeah. social media around, uh, you know, Christmas. I think it was like a sermon. Uh, and uh, What was the sermon? About hold my mule or something like that? She said, I see uh, 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 green, beans, tomatoes, tomatoes, and potatoes. malt, lamb, ham. Yeah, and yeah. so they took it and they put, uh, you know, like uh, uh, the whole thing to it. They had uh, a little clip of Prince dancing, somebody else dancing, and they had all these people dancing, right? And then it goes back to uh, Shirley. Well, maybe Shirley was on Facebook. Pastor it's Shirley. Pastor Shirley? Yes. She's your pastor? No. Okay, so maybe she was on, uh, Shirley Caesar was uh, on uh, Facebook, and she saw this on Facebook. I think they brought it to her attention because she didn't know. So mm-hmm. they brought it to her attention, but I, they actually made a song I'm gonna, I'm gonna, about I'm it. Tell you now, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, you call a pastor? Pastor sure. Shirley. Okay. Pastor That's your pastor. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I know I saw her at the Dove Awards. Now, Granite Church family. Me and my husband was at the Dove Awards. We we had uh, uh, um, you know seats on the floor. That's how I felt. I felt. I felt a little shade. I felt a little shade for my uh, Pastor Shirley. I felt a cool breeze. I did feel it. So we were there, and we you know we had backstage passes, and you know we were on the floor. We were like. Uh, two rows from the front, right behind all the, you know, the the award winners, this net. And uh, Pastor Shirley Caesar comes in from the side, and my poor husband, he don't know any better. So he's waving, you know, he's like, oh, he's like their friends, you know, hi, you know. And she looked at him and turned around and looked behind herself, like, who is he waving at? I was really wondering that. Yeah, she was. <laughs> so. And he he didn't know any better, you know, being from, oh, being from a you know down in the woods in Georgia and all. And and uh, well, he, you, and he said he had his hand in the air as she was walking by. And I said, um, <laughs> I said, baby, I don't, I don't think she want to wave at you. <laughs> so you know, it, it's a it's amazing when you have people who uh, make certain statuses and they get to certain places. Uh, they tend to, uh, you know, um, literally forget. I, w- I would do that. I mean, I would. I do you that. would do that. I do that now because I'm like, you waving at me real hard, like you know me. Do you really know me? Because hey, my and you would not wave I'm back. I'm trying to figure. I, it happened today in church. It happened. Today. You are so stuck up. No, I'm not. St- well. <laughs> Let me, let me tell you what. I didn't know you were so cool. The person was blowing kisses, and it was a guy standing in front of me. And I was like, I waved, and I said, wait a minute. You, are you doing it to me, or are you doing it to him? She's like, I'm doing it to you, but with both of y'all standing in the way. So I would have done the same wow. thing. I was like, who? Wait a minute, who you? you know what? You do not have to know anyone to speak. But if you're waving at me like you know me, I'm going to be like, hey, I don't Just know who you are. Hi. But did she do that? Or she did you wave back? I did. Well, at least you waved back. I That's more than uh, Pastor Shirley. That's more than she did. Early. Shirley Caesar. Yes. She mad about that collard green song. She wants that five million. That collard green. Mm. Did they make five million off that song? I don't tell you. The boys was really rapping. It's a real, real song. I heard the whole. Is it song a rap song? Yeah. They was like, you know, grandma. Was I thought it was just like one of those uh, uh, mimis. No, it's an actual rap song. I thought it was just something that was like for Thanksgiving or something. Yeah. Absolutely not. I didn't know. That's why she's mad. Yeah. Cause, because you got to think about it. She, she put, is, it, is it like a hip-hop rap song? It's like a rap, hard hip-hop rap song for real. Like, Grandma, thank you for Thanksgiving. You know, we ain't got no food, but you feed from about five plates. That's what it said in the song. And then you, you, uh, who, yeah. who, who sings it? 
I don't know. I heard. I was like, oh, my God. I just thought, you know, people. Where do you be when you be listening to all this stuff? You know, I do go to a, a barbershop. <laughs> and there is a radio. Everything goes down at the barbershop. <laughs> you are absolutely right. Everything goes down at the barbershop. It happens to me at the hair salon. Sometimes at the hair salon, I, I be want to know if I need to leave. It's just, you know, all kind of crazy things happen at the hair salon. But that's where you get the best haircut and the yes. best haircut in the hood. In the hood. You might and you get the scoop on everything. Yeah, you pray, you yeah. pray. Pray. Yeah. You got to pray. You need better pray. Pray. No, you better pray when you go to the salon. Yeah, you got to. And you're going in hood. Yeah. But see, I'm going to tell you something. My barber has a keypad on his window. So when people walk up, he hit the keypad to let them in. That's how you really know you're in the hood. Because they're trying, uh, they trying to get in, but they can't get in. So he got to hit the keypad to let them in, and they say the front door is open. Now, that's, that's when you know that you're in a, in a war zone. He's in a war now, Literally, you're right. Yeah, okay. Because I, I haven't seen that over <laughs> at the salon I go to. Now, I know it's in the hood because the little kids be trying to walk with my pocketbook. <laughs> did somebody take your phone cord? What's they that? did take. They, they did take it, and and the lady was sitting there looking at me like Sesame. <laughs> and I'm like, well, maybe I might not need to come back. <laughs> you know, I'm not violent. I'm not violent. I talk a good game, but I'm not violent. <laughs> Well, listen, hey, uh, that's all the news we have. We're going to go to break. Today is a feel-good type show, but we do have a serious topic that we're going to be discussing at the second half of the show. And today's topic is, what do you do when life happens? Big topic. Big topic. Doc talked about that a little bit last year, and his version was, life happens. But I wanted to revisit that conversation and just ask the question, what do you do when life happens? Hey, listen, you are listening to Straight Talk for Christians. You, you're in the studio with me and my boy, Doc Bishop, and we'll be back in just a moment. Now behold the Lamb, the precious Lamb of God. Born into sin that I may live again, the precious Lamb of God. Holy is the Lamb, the precious Lamb of God. Why you love me so, Lord, I shall never know. The precious Lamb of God Now behold the Lamb He's the precious Lamb of God Born into sin that I may live again He's the precious Lamb of God when I didn't always do right I went left when you told me to go right Now I'm standing right here In the midst of my tears Proclaiming you to be the Lamb of God Thank you for the Lamb Thank you for the Of your grace, I can finish this race. The precious Lamb of God. Even when I broke the heart, my sins tore us apart. Now I'm standing right here in the midst of my tears, proclaiming.
Lord, I shall never know. You came from heaven to earth to show the world is so, Lord, I shall never know. Sometimes it's hard to comprehend how you can love me so. All right, the Lamb of God, that's Mary Mary, did a Christmas special, I thought that song would be befitting, that's the holiday season, we haven't played a Christmas song yet, but now behold the Lamb, that's a great worship song. Doc, are you crying, did did you feel the spirit? I think that air blew something in my eye. Okay. Anywho. <laughs> <laughs> That's when I think he having a conversation with the Lord. I don't know if as many of you saw uh, the voice on last night and where this young man who is actually a worship leader at his church and he sang a um gospel song. Mm-hmm. Uh, sung by Israel, Mama. and uh, he had a full choir there, and the reports came in that it was such a spine-chilling experience uh, that he had the whole audience captivated uh, to worship you, I live, was the name of the song by Israel, and it was a very powerful cover. If you all did not get a chance to see that on last night, do go out to The Zone Radio, our Facebook page. Page. We have the footage out on our page. Again, that is the Zone Radio, D-A-Z-O-N-E Radio, and see that on our Facebook page. You definitely want to share that with others. It lets you know that it doesn't matter wherever you are. If you acknowledge him in all that you do, he definitely will show up and show out. And that's an example of that. You didn't see it? Uh, no, I was trying to figure out how my spine was going to get a chill. But I didn't see that. I didn't get to see it, but I will go look at it. Something's wrong with you. <laughs> I don't know if it's mental, but something is wrong with you. <laughs> what is wrong with you? I know what it is. Life is happening. <laughs> so going into our actual show, and we're talking about what do you do when life happens? And that's a very, uh, you know, very deep conversation. This time of the year, so many things happen towards the end. You know, some people uh, lose their jobs right before the holidays. Some people lose loved ones. So many different things, you know, uh, take place. But how do we deal with when life happens? And typically, when things go different than what you plan, Doc? You know, I think that when life happens, you have to find the source of your happiness. Um, I think a lot of times that when things shake up, shake us up, that is life changing, we lose a sense of humor. We we lose a sense of laughter. We lose a sense of humor um, in the midst of it because we allow it to consume our mere thoughts. Um, a lot of times, but what I have discovered in my own my own personal um, issues is that when life happens, you have to find the happiness. You have to find the medium and you have to choose to be happy mm-hmm. regardless. You know, the, the Bible tells us that in all things that we are to be content, we are, right. to, be, we are to be content. And so um, knowing that life happens, but it's going to happen for the better. I refuse to receive or accept anything less than what is going on now. That sounds very spiritual. <laughs> <laughs> but is that real? And and for me, you know, uh and I I am uh I'm a realist, a hardcore realist. I will tell you that uh when life happens um and things come unexpectedly that I wasn't prepared for. Because a lot of times when we say life happens, we're not talking about that you uh, got a $20,000 check in the mail. Oh, those are good things. You know, or somebody just decided they were going to bring you a car that's probably $30,000 and now it's completely paid off. You know, not those things are not typically the things that we see when we say life happens. We're, we're talking about those things that were unexpected expected uh, things that are not things that's going to make you happy. 
And for me, um, I, I look at it as an introduction to some things, an introduction to uh, another phase of, of my life journey because sometimes when things happen in life unexpectedly, I didn't know I could handle it. I didn't know I was strong enough to deal with it. And, uh, and then, but I'm faced with it. Um, and even from a Christian standpoint, sometimes when those things happen, I don't think I can deal with it, you know. So for me, that's real talk because now you, you know, the, the first thing is not going to be uh, let me pull out my coping tools for me. For you, you know, I know differently. But for me, I'm like, God, come on, are you serious? I'm, I'm doing one of those, come on, God. Really, God? Oh, Lord. You know, and I know that's not where we are supposed to be, but I'm, I'm, I would venture out and say that there are some people, some listeners, who go there first. I agree. I agree. You know, it's not taken away from that, but I think that... How not to stay there is what we had to... Yeah, but but even even in the midst of that, God has given us intuition. Right. Intuition. And Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times when when there's something drastic or major about to take place, we feel it. We don't want to accept it, but we feel it and we know it. And I think a lot of times we overlook what we feel because we're not necessarily... You don't prepare for the punch. You're not preparing for it. Yeah, you don't prepare for the punch. And and, and, and two, and let's be honest, we call it the devil. Mm -hmm. When sometimes it can all be God changing things that are happening in our lives. You know, sometimes, this is me, my outlook now is... God will allow things to happen to make sure that we're on the right path at the right time to get where we're supposed to be. You know, sometimes some of us get get lost, we get off track, we get off focus. And so sometimes God has to allow things to shift that cause a life-happening experience, a life-shifting experience for us to get our perspectives back in place. Mm-hmm. And I've been not saying this way to everybody, but I'm saying for some of us, that's not 85 percent. I'd say probably, you know, some of us that happens because we get so comfortable being in one place, or we get so used to things happen a certain way, or God is saying, "I need you to move from here," but we don't want to move, so He'll cause a shift or something to take place, you know, in our life. But we. Ha- we're supposed to be prepared, is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And uh, and what's your definition? Well, what is your recipe for preparation? <laughs> no, no, and I, and I hear what you're saying because you know the Bible tells us to be ready in season and out of season, and that is scriptural, and that's what the Bible tells us. Uh, you know, but the the thing is, what is the recipe for that? And and for for me, I know that is there's a lot of praying. Yes. There's a lot of praying. Yes. We're supposed to pray yes. so that we yes. won't faint. Yes. And uh, and it's a lot of praying because in praying we carry those things yes. that we can't carry in our own yes. strength to yes. God. Yes. And uh, and that's where we have to petition Him with those things that are that are so heavy yes. for us and those things that are are hard concerning because He's already told us yes. that those things that concern us concern Him. Mm-hmm. You know, He's already told us that He would lift up a standard for us. Mm-hmm. And he already told us that the very gates of hell cannot prevail against us. These are things that we know, but when we are faced with difficulty, that's not what you think about. You know, and so and and when you don't know what to think, you might have to pray through tears. And I I agree. You know, I think that um, that's why it's it's it's. the most important thing is that that's why it's important for us to always maintain that we have a posture of prayer. Make sure that we're standing in the Word and make sure you have a battle buddy, like you always say, someone who could, you know, you need a battle buddy. When you're yeah. down, they can speak Word back in you, they can speak life back into you, and all of those things, good things because that's a necessity. I think sometimes that we, if we have the Word, in us, you got to get the word in you. So when your spirit, when your flesh is weak, the spirit will automatic, automatically begin to kick in and begin to recite the word that's mm-hmm. already in you. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> men should always pray, yes, Lord. so that they won't yes. faint. You yes. know, and and I'm gonna tell you, I believe that. I do. Yes. 
I, I believe that. I do believe that because uh, difficult times will always happen. He never told us that it would be easy. You're absolutely right. He never said that. I mean, uh, even in the scripture, uh, he tell us that God correct those that he loves. Yes. Uh, so that we know that tests and trials, he said, yes. it's, it must yes. come. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but... We have to position ourselves to do battle. That's right. And uh, and the positioning right. is the part that you know we have to really under mm-hmm. to stand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But understand that part, mm-hmm. and and per- making sure that when these things come, that we won't be overtaken. Right. Right. Because right. some some of the stuff, and it can be matters of the heart or deep. That's right. When you're dealing with uh, matters of the heart and matters of the soul, yeah. matters of the heart, man, that's some that's some serious stuff. Yeah. Your children, yeah. uh, your your mom, yeah. you know, uh, your loved ones, those things that mean mm-hmm. the most to you in this life. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you if you don't actually find a way to uh, posture yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. When life happens, um, you know, what do we do? What would be some of the recipes? Because sometimes you might have to fast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's so many people that's getting away from the basics, though, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that we, we automatically, and I know this, we automatically revert to spiritual practice when we when life happens. But at the same time... What does that mean? What I mean by spiritual practice, things that we learn mm-hmm. um, for as, you know, we'll go and start speaking the word. I speak those things that be not as though they were. Uh, we go into, I got to apply my faith. Faith, you know, the word of God says, uh, if I have the faith the size of a mustard seed, I can speak to the mountain and mountain can be moved. So we automatically go, we uh, we automatically go to uh, spiritual practices those things that have been instilled in us to start speaking and giving affirmation to what we're going Is that through. a bad thing? It's not a bad thing. But here's the thing. There's supposed to be a balance. And what I mean by that is there's supposed to be a balance in spirituality and your natural state. And mm-hmm. what I mean by that is it's good to have all this spiritual practice, but then naturally you're still neglecting who you are. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that you could successfully... Um, adapt and posture yourself correctly just spiritually mm-hmm. because your natural state is going to go missing something. Well, you know, and I think the way you do that is by complete evaluation yes. of the situation yes. that you're in. Yes. That's the only way that you can balance it. Uh, you can you can take this spiritual practice, yes. and, but you have to understand what's happening. Yes. If you're in a situation and you don't understand what's happening, you don't know what to do in the next go-around. Right. Because you got to right. learn from it. Right. you got to figure out what is it right. that i got to learn from this so I get to the next level and this won't hurt me this bad mm-hmm. the next time mm-hmm. or this mm-hmm. won't affect me this way mm-hmm. the next time. Mm-hmm. I'm stronger the mm-hmm. next time. So mm-hmm. it's going to take uh, the whole uh, awareness of what's going on. I, I, I saw a clip somewhere where, uh, you know, a, a preacher said that the whole thing about fainting is you lose consciousness and awareness. Yes. And when we are going through uh, battles and difficulties and things hit us so hard, mm-hmm. where it felt like it knocked the air out of mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. Then we have to uh, be aware. Mm-hmm. Our awareness has mm-hmm. to kick in mm-hmm. as to the situation that is mm-hmm. happening to us, so we know how to apply those tools. Mm-hmm. Because they're, they're, those tools are necessary. They are. They are. They are. But it might not be best practice of all those tools. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But those tools are necessary. But which tool do I use? Mm-hmm. Uh, one of it might be to speak. Because the situation looks so negative, I got to speak positive. Mm-hmm. I've had situations that look so negative that if I gave into what I saw, mm-hmm. and, and I spoke what I saw, mm-hmm. it was going to be the end of a loved one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I had to speak the opposite of what I saw. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was a two. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And uh, and once I used that two to the best of my ability, mm-hmm. the enemy came with something else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so then I I had to fight. Mm-hmm. And then my fighting was 
my weapon of prayer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because now I've spoke over what mm-hmm. I saw that was negative, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I, I believe that, and I'm seeing better, mm-hmm. but now you're still coming at me, mm-hmm. so I don't know nothing else to do but pray. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and, and this is it's definitely the evaluation tool mm-hmm. to understand when to apply mm-hmm. those basic principles mm-hmm. that we learn in church. Yeah. Yes, yes. You, you know, I think sometimes we, as a as a spiritual, as a growing Christian, as a practicing Christian, because that's what we are. Okay, and so what we just forget the, the formality and the basics. You know, whenever you go on any job or you do anything, you learn by experience. You learn by experience, or you, there's a, either a manual mm-hmm. or something put in place that we'll, we will go by. It's the same thing when it goes, when we're talking about going through stuff. Uh, my former pastor, um, when he was at the church, he, one thing he said to, you know, us that stood out to me, he said, you got to learn how to track God's record in your life. And that was a wow factor for me mm-hmm. because sometimes, it, you know, I can easily think about, the, you know, many times that I have been in unemployed and I would say, God, you will always come through within three to six months. Yeah. You, you understand what I'm saying? You know, but now I have tracked God's record in my life. I have. And I've tracked God's record in my mom's life. And I have had some moments <laughs> where it seemed like it was so long ago with some new car. Right, right, right. And right. you're like, okay, well, we still going through it. Right. But the, but the thing is, it's growth in it. It's growth in it. it and and, and, it's, and the, the power behind it is knowing that God is going to move. You're going mm-hmm. to come out. You're mm-hmm. not going to stay in that situation that you're in because God is going to provide a way of escape. That's right. a promise. Now, here, now here's a question. Here, here, here is the golden question because I know we got some hardcore Christians who are listening, and some who's going to listen to our archives of this show. When we, when we have those moments, should you allow yourself to feel that moment and then move forward? Yes. I, okay. I totally agree. Okay. You, you are human. That's our first response. In instinct is here. It's is now, 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 you know, now, you know, we got some good home uh, down saints no, no, no. that would say, you know, you, you know how it is. Yeah. yeah. You, know, that you, you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I that totally you're do. not supposed to. No, no. God would not have given us these emotions and feelings for us to harbor them or to say we can't give in to them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, that is quite natural. He put them in, in us for a reason. We have to know how to allow them to be expressed in a balanced way. Right. Um, if it's just as natural as this, if you took a knife and you stabbed me in my leg while I'm sitting here, mm-hmm. I'm gonna act naturally. I ain't gonna go start speaking. I'm gonna either holler. I'm gonna say, "Why you do that?" I'm not gonna go speaking in tongues and say, "Sister, let me pray for you. Let me put a, let me put my hand on you." Right. You understand what I'm saying? It's the same principle. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we want to detect the natural. And you can't detach. And the reason why you can't detach, and I'm going to tell you why, it's no different than when you go to the doctor and you have a physical element, and the first thing they ask you is, where does it hurt? Right, right. How does it feel? Yes, on a scale of... And then they tell you, they ask you these questions so they know how it needs to be medicated. Yes. We, we, We allow ourselves to feel some things mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and because we have to know how mm-hmm. to apply certain mm-hmm. tools or when to do certain things and when to speak and when not to speak and you, you get what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. So because you, you have to like old folks say you gotta know what you're praying for. Right. Right. So you you know you, you have to allow yourself to feel but don't stay there. Right. Don't right. allow it to settle in your right. spirit. Right. Where it turns into something that it shouldn't yes. be. Yes. 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 And, you know, it's a coping mechanism because here's the thing. It helps you to understand, okay, so when the next thing comes, I don't know how to handle it better mm-hmm. the next time. You, you understand it's what growth. I'm saying? It is it, growth in that, and that's the whole thing of this Christian walk. Is that, yes, we're striving to make Kevin our home, but at the same time, we're also striving to become better at how we perceive and how we act in this life. Mm-hmm. You, you know, and so I think sometimes um, we, we just neglect those 
those those little small things that God wants us to get. Those little small things that. And what what, what are those? What are some of those? Those small things are. First of all, it's already in you. The Bible tells us that we are we are yet we are more than conquerors. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? That means that we are more. We're going to accomplish and defeat this thing that is right here in front of us because God already mandated for it to be so. Mm-hmm. But we yield into it. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. submit to that situation. Mm-hmm. When God is saying, no, you're supposed to conquer it and move forward. You're not just going to conquer, conquer that situation, but you're going to basically annihilate it. You're going to destroy it is mm-hmm. what you're going to do. You just got to keep the faith. You, got, you have to keep the faith, and you have to hold on to the principles that are on the inside of you. And when you don't know what to do and you feel like, oh, Jesus, when you feel like you've done what you have need to do, call your better buddy. Yeah, call your better buddy. <laughs> and if nothing else, Pray. Yes. Listen, that's all the time that we have. I hope that you guys got some inspiration from this discussion. Life happens, and I hope we gave you some good ingredients and a recipe for what to do the next time. This is this has been Straight Talk for Christians. I don't end a show without saying it. Believe, act, and follow your destiny. Until next time, church family. Be blessed. Thanks for joining us in the zone for another episode of Straight Talk for Christians. You can follow Minister T. Payne and Dot Bishop on Facebook and Twitter at Dizone Radio. You can also listen to WBGA Dizone Gospel Radio Online daily at www.dizoneradio.fm. That is www.dazoneradio.fm.